This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone subscribing, following, listening to the show. And of course, our video feed with Tucker Bagley will join me in a few minutes on the 94 WIP YouTube page. Appreciate everyone who subscribes there, comments, listens, and um, and obviously engaged as we get closer and closer to the MLB trade deadline. The Phillies keep playing really good baseball. The bullpen did its job last night. NOLA was was really good against the Brewers. You know, the suspect defense middle innings really gave Milwaukee their only scoring opportunity of the game uh, for the most part, a you know, big scoring opportunity. And the Phillies did what they do. When, when Kyle Schreiber hits lead off, this team wins. They've been the second best team in baseball now for six plus weeks. This is a good team that has found its stride. It's similar to last year, different but similar. And away we go to the trade deadline. And I want to circle back just before we get into my thought today on, on Juan Soto and the Phillies. And now it's not going to be a Trey Turner thing. We, I did that idea last week, but it's going to be about just Juan Soto in particular. And a year ago, a, a missed opportunity I thought the Phillies had. And one that may have changed and altered their their history if they had done it. Last year, the trade deadline, I was adamant. Tucker will remember this. I, I wanted the Phillies to get Carlos Rodon, the pitcher from the Giants, eventually signed with the Yankees. Now, I think Rodon ultimately is kind of a bad long-term buy. It was injury history. Yankees probably will regret that contract they gave him. But last year, he was healthy. He was pitching for a contract, and he was dominating for the Giants. We're kind of in that, you know, do we buy, do we sell? And they ultimately held on to him because they didn't get the offer from the Phillies they wanted or anybody else. And I thought Rodone could have made the Phillies World Series champions. They didn't do poorly. They, they Brandon Marsh helped. Uh, Noah Syndergaard certainly gave them some decent innings down the stretch. But I thought one more star player put them over the top. They chose not to do it. They still made the World Series. I don't think they regret it. But I think it could have been a different outcome if they had gone that direction. And then you go to now. And there's a very realistic chance the Phillies get a Hunter Renfro to play left field or they get an Adam Duvall to play left field and they'll probably feel good about it and I think most of you out there will feel good about it because they added an upgrade in left field Harper to first eventually hopefully soon and of course Kyle Schwarber out of the left field into DH but there's an opportunity here to do something bigger and to be a difference between being a playoff team and take your chances and maybe versus creating the best possible team for now and for next year and that is a trade for Juan Soto. The Juan Soto trade rumors are out there. And the Padres have not turned their season around. 
they're in a weird spot where they have all these big guys under contract and they're trying to build this super team of stars under long-term deals. And Soto's the only one so far that has rebuffed them when it comes to just taking their money and re-signing forever. Machado did, Bogarts did, Tatis did. They're all there. Cronenworth did. They're all there forever. Soto clearly wants to go to free agency. And if the Padres keep you know, wasting time here, they're eventually going to have to say, well, what are we going to do? We're going to let this guy walk away after trading a haul for him? So the rumors are out there. The Phillies could do this. And yesterday, FanDuel, uh, which I think is interesting, and I love FanDuel and endorse them and use their app when I uh, when I bet on anything, they put out an idea for a trade package involving Juan Soto, and it was a who says no thing. And it was Phillies receive Juan Soto, Padres, Padres receive Andrew Painter, Justin Crawford, Carlos De La Cruz, and Jaden Astancida. I may be mispronouncing that. He's one of their lower level prospects, number 27 in the system. The bottom line, it's Andrew Painter. Like Andrew Painter, Justin Crawford is the is the hook there to give up. And I saw a lot of reaction that no, people would not do it. People wouldn't trade Andrew Painter for Juan Soto. I would absolutely trade Andrew Painter for Juan Soto to bring him to Philadelphia. And, and it's interesting, a couple of things I've, I've noticed, and I think this past weekend really turned it up to a different level. So We'll get to the painter side of this in a second and, and why I'm willing to trade him. But just let's just focus on Juan Soto for a second. I think sometimes watching a baseball player in a small sample can give you a miss. It kind of miss. Just throw the picture off. I'll put it that way. You, you won't really have the, the full picture of a player in baseball if you watch him in a very short sample. I think in other sports you can. Like you watch a football game or two of a quarterback or a player. You got a pretty good feel of, of what that, that player is. Small sample sport. In basketball, you know, guys have an off night every once in a while, but you could see it. I mean, on the court, you can see who the best players are pretty easily. You know, the baseball is different. Baseball, you can have a tremendous player have a terrible series. Like, you can go watch the best player in the world. Obviously, that's Joey Otani right now. But whatever, over the course of, of the last 25 years, pick out the time and moment, whether it be Alex Rodriguez, Barry Bonds, Mike Trout, and you can watch them have go over 12 and have a flub in the field. And, and if you don't know anything about the player, you'd say, that guy's not any good. Obviously, those are great players. And Juan Soto had one of those kind of weekends in Philadelphia this past week, and he wasn't great in the NLCS last year. So the memory right now of Juan Soto is like, eh, he maybe is not that great. The reality is he is one of the greatest young offensive players in the history of baseball. I just want to lay this out on why if the Phillies have an opportunity to get Juan Soto and to add him to this lineup, they go do it. So – Number one, he's not good. He's great. Juan Soto, since arriving to the big leagues as an 18-year-old in, in 2018, he's 10th in war. So his age, 20, 18, or excuse me, 19, 19 years old he came up, 19 to 23, right? This age range he's been in over the course of his big league career. He's been the 10th most valuable player in baseball as a teenager into his early 20s. He hasn't come close to his prime yet. He's going to be a top five player likely for a long time or a top 10 player at, at bare minimum. He's been that great. He is number one in Major League Baseball and on-base percentage since he arrived to the big leagues as a 19-year-old. I mean, this isn't just rare. It's unprecedented for someone this young to be this good. He's 14th in slugging. He's eighth in runs. He's 20th in home runs. He has been, by, by any measure, a top 10 offensive player from the moment he arrived in the Major Leagues. He's having another big year. I think he's sixth in OPS right now. Uh, hit a home run double last night uh, against Toronto. So we, we know how great he is.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And as far as adding him to the mix of a contending team, you know, the Padres right now look like a weird team that just is not gelling, not enough depth, or they're kind of going the wrong way where they may sell and it's just not working. But let's not have that be a reflection on Juan Soto. They were kind of meandering last year. They traded for him. They made the NLCS. Juan Soto, at 20 years old, won the World Series, slugged over 700 in a World Series. He's the youngest player ever to have three home runs in a World Series. Like, he already accomplished something that the Phillies are trying to accomplish with this group, which is win the World Series. The Phillies got there last year. Soto already has done this and won a World Series. And you can make a case he was the best player on the field in that World Series. And that you go back and look at those rosters, you know, th- there may be five, six, seven future Hall of Famers that appeared in that World Series that year between the Nationals and the Astros. And he, I thought, was the best player on the field that year. So I have zero doubts about Juan Soto, the player. We already know there's a lot of connection here in Philadelphia. The whole plane ride last week coming back, but he, you know, he's teammates with Trey Turner, teammates with Bryce Harper, Kevin Long connection. The Phillies have had a really good pipeline of, of signing free agents, so maybe this is kind of a year-and-a-half tryout. Uh, so there's a lot to this. And as the Phillies move Bryce Harper to first base and they want to get Schwarber out of left field, uh, left field stands as where they're probably going to upgrade. I was listening to Dave Dombrowski on uh, John Heyman and Joel Sherman's podcast this morning. And Dombrowski was really laying out that left field is going to end up being the priority, that they believe Bryce Harper could play first base. They want to get Schwarber off his feet in the outfield, and they're likely to go get a bat. And and he referenced more of an he – he wants a difference maker. And he also talked about how it doesn't necessarily have to be a right-handed bat because the Phillies lefties like Bryce Harper – Bryce has stopped. They can hold their own against left-handed pitching. They're not in dire need uh, to go get a, a right-handed bat. I think it would kind of balance things out, replace Reese Hoskins, but it's not a dire need. They could do the left-handed bat thing. So, like, Soto fits in every way. And, and it feels like there's this thing where people don't think he's he's great. He absolutely is. And one thing before we get to Painter, and then we'll get Tucker on with his reaction. So I acknowledge the one thing about Soto that has been – below average, and I think has been actually disappointing as his career has moved on here, is he has not become a better defensive player. He almost feels lost in the outfield at times. I, I don't think with his physical ability and his age, he, he's a DH this young. He shouldn't be. I, I, I don't. I think it's just a matter of concentration and a matter of trying a little bit harder out there. So Manny Ramirez too, to Juan Soto, where it's like, you know, I don't know if he cares that much in the outfield. Now, that that's a problem, but I think he can. Now, as far as that being an issue with wanting Juan Soto on the Phillies, I, I think it's funny how much we worry about defense. The Phillies literally made the World Series last year with Kyle Schroeder playing left field and Nick Castellanos playing right field. As bad of a corner outfield tandem as I've ever seen make the World Series. And let's look at the history of Dave Dombrowski. He has shown over 30 years as an executive, he doesn't care about defense, like at all. I, I looked it up this morning because I, I had a feeling of this being the reality, but I couldn't remember the exact details. It's been a while. In 1997, Dembrowski, of course, running the Marlins, then traded 
for Darren Dalton to come to the Marlins from the Phillies to play first base. Darren Dalton had played four games at first base in the major leagues his entire life. Dombrowski traded for him. They put him at first base for like 37-ish games down the stretch of the season. They made the playoffs. They made a wild card. They won the World Series. Dutch was a part of that. Four games traded for him. Yeah, you're going to go play first base. Bryce Harper in the middle of a season. Why don't I play first base? And the one that always just I laugh at when we talk about Dombrowski and defense, he traded for Prince Fielder when he had a – a bigger, and I mean very unathletic version, of Miguel Cabrera playing first base and move Cabrera back to third, which is what he was when he came up and wasn't any good at it because he just he, he couldn't move over there to third base. Like when he was at Detroit, he had Prince Fielder at first base and Miguel Cabrera at third base. Dave Dombrowski doesn't care about defense. So all of the worries about Soto, I'm not worried about. And as far as Andrew Painter, as we bring Tucker in here, he's a wonderful prospect, but he has a setback with his arm. He could be damaged goods. And Tucker, the other thing about Painter, if that's going to be the lead of this deal, he his timeline might just not work with the Phillies. He's going to miss maybe this entire year. And then what can he give them next year, even if he's healthy and avoids surgery? I don't know, 100 innings at, at most because he misses a whole year. So I would absolutely trade Painter for a, a year and a half of Juan Soto. Yeah, and obviously you you hope it's longer, right? And you hope you're able to, to sign Soto to a long-term deal. But – I mean, as great as the potential of Andrew Painter is, I mean, we've seen it before. You know, think back to all the big deadline deals that Ruben Amaro Jr. made the last time this Phillies team went on a run. None of those guys ever panned out. Like, the only guy who, you know, maybe had any sort of success is Jonathan Singleton, and he just came back up to the majors like a couple weeks ago. But other than that, I mean, you don't hear anything about Kyle Drabeck. I mean, Travis Darnot ended up being um, all right down, you know, after he got traded for a holiday, but... Yeah, I'm willing to roll the dice. And when we talk about someone like Juan Soto, I think it's funny. I mean, the kid's 20, 40 years old. The only players younger than him that have played for the Phillies this year are like Johan Rojas. I mean, that, that that's really it. I mean, he's younger than Jalen Hurts, to put it in perspective. He's younger than Carson Wentz was the day he got drafted. I mean, this kid, because he's been up since 19, it feels like he's, you know, a veteran and he's probably – you know, the same age as a lot of the, the Phillies current regulars who are pushing 30. He's younger than Bryson Stott. He's younger than Alec Bohm. I mean, he would step in and immediately be the youngest player on this team. And he might also be the best. I mean, he's got an OPS plus north of 150 right now. And even with that, I'd say he's kind of having a down year by his standards. I mean, I know maybe he, he doesn't play well in Philadelphia. I know, you know, the, the way he's so demonstrative at, at the plate kind of all, all the antics in the outfield and everything like that, you know, maybe rub people the wrong way. But, I mean, if I can get a guy who currently right now is, you know, one of the top 10 hitters in baseball at 24 in a year where I, I don't think he's really having the success that he's used to, it, it's hard to say no. It, it really is because I, I just, when we talk about the trade deadline, and we, we've talked about it before, if you get a fifth starter, I mean, they're not pitching, right? Like Kyle Gibson pitched like four innings all postseason. And even though Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler have had their struggles this season, I just don't think that makes a difference. Like, I don't think this team, which is, you know, red hot, they're, you know, 26 and 10 in their last 36. I really think they're not going to really struggle to make the postseason. Adding rotation depth isn't necessarily a major issue for them. But if you can add a huge piece to the middle of the lineup, and have that huge piece be Juan Soto, I, I have a hard time saying no. I really do. 
Yeah, and this team was built to win the World Series. Like that's that's the way I, I look at it. They're, they're not built to just make the wild card. They're not built to just make the playoffs. They were created to to win the World Series. So could Adam Duvall help? And I and I still would guess that's the most likely addition here is a guy like Adam Duvall. We talked about a couple weeks ago on the show when we talked about right-handed hitting outfielders. Yeah, he could help, and he certainly could get a couple big hits in the playoffs and and, and be a guy we talk about twenty years from now. But he also could be in some of a non-factor, the way Noah Syndergaard was last year. He didn't really help the Phillies much in their postseason run. He did start the uh, the clincher against the Braves, but it, it was for pretty minimal impact by Noah Syndergaard in the postseason. That could be Adam Duvall. Juan Soto is going to have an impact. He is going to change the game every at-bat he has. Plus, unlike some other ideas that are out there for the Phillies, he's not a rental. You get him for next year, too, so you take two cracks at the World Series with a guy who's already performed on that stage at the highest level. I know people fall in love with prospects. And Andrew Painter, the first time I watched him, I said he reminds me of Justin Verlander. But he's already got elbow issues. And his timeline to come up and be a real contributor to the Phillies may not match up with this group's timeline. Maybe it's two or three years from now that he actually establishes himself as a 30-start guy in the major leagues, which is fine. I mean, he's a young kid. That's his trajectory. But this group's trajectory is now and Juan Soto fits that. If the Phillies can get Juan Soto using Andrew Painter, I think it's the right use of resources. Go get Juan Soto. Appreciate everyone listening, following, subscribing to the podcast. Back tomorrow. And, of course, subscribe to the 94 WIP YouTube page for all WIP dailies. Clap your hands and the High Hopes podcast. Thanks so much for listening and watching.